One Emotional Podcast, Conversations for Inspiration on the Go. We offer on-the-go inspiration because our whole heart is set on beauty and our best bets are set on art. Hi, Piti. How are you? Welcome to Luan Emotional Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. How are you? Good. So I have this amazing woman in front of me. She is a childbirth educator. She's the director of Luperca. This is a maternity center based in science. They work with families with, from the beginning of pregnancy towards humanized birth, postpartum, and then the upbringing of children. It is this group of professionals committed with families to create a safe environment to support conscious parenting. She's also a breastfeeding counselor. She's passionate about motherhood, art, justice, inclusive laws, and care for mothers and children. So, well, we have plenty of topics to talk with you about with all the, you know, your resume, but what has been the role of the arts in, in, in relation to mothers or, or to women? What have you seen that arts have impact how we see women and motherhood? Well, motherhood is art, no? First of all, they, becoming a mother, they, it's, it's art, Per se, being a human being is art already, but motherhood is art, and we can see the reflection in in dif in different centuries and in di different um, times of art. So between the 1400s and 1600s, we will see women reflect as an object uh, on, on her own. Like when we see we see it as a religious icon or as a woman humanizing the, the body of the woman. But when we see a mother in a painting or in a sculpture, we see them as a reflection of survival and not, and not as an aesthetic or religious figure. So maternity in painting and in sculpture is a trace of an event. Uh, maybe it does not focus on the mother per se, Maybe it focus on the story of the child or what it's going to become of that child or that baby or that community. But motherhood is very strong when we perceive art. So that's why motherhood, motherhood is very important for the artistic uh, view in, in our lives. No? And we, we know a lot about society and communities and, and cultures because how motherhood was painted or reflected in, in art. We don't know much about how women felt or how women were seen to, towards the eye of the artist, but we know how women as mothers were perceived. So a great example of this will be a, a painting that is from the Baroque time that many painters, famous painters painted it, that is called the Caritat Romana, Uh, the Roman chari um, charity, which is a, a mother that helps her, her father survive towards her breast milk. So um, this, it's a reflect of a mother saving her own father who is uh, in prison from, from starvation. No? So she, she comes to the, to the prison and breastfeeds her, her dad And when the guard sees this, it's like, this is the most beautiful thing I've seen. And they forgive the father. Mm. You know? So 
So that this is why I say that motherhood is a is a reflection of survival in in, in art. Of course, and, and also it's part of like being sacred, right? And what values do you see today that are added to motherhood? Do we still have the same values that they were seen as this sense of survival or of this sense of sacredness that we've had from the 1400s? We still see it, but it's interesting that we, we come with this thing about breastfeeding, for instance, being a trend. And I always fight back and say, Breastfeeding or mother or motherhood is not a trend. It's survival, no? like uh, food, uh, creating the creation of life. So I believe we do see the, the same things now when we disconnect from the unreal world that we are living in. Mm -hmm. So when we take out the trends and all the lies that we live around and we focus on the beauty of art and motherhood and nature, We're, we are still reflected in all these paintings, in all these, in all these sculptures, in all this meaning of, of, of survival mm -hmm. and of nature. Of course. And it's the survival of the species, right? Those are the, only, the only vehicle that we have to arrive to this planet is a woman, right? And nowadays we sometimes tend not to value these feminine values as much. What have you seen in your career that you've devoted not your whole career to women and to all of these, these important processes that women go through from pregnancy to birth to breastfeeding? What have you seen? Like, are, are women owning their own motherhood, their own womanhood? Or not yet? I think it, it really depends on the kind of motherhood because we are very influential. Nowadays, like we, we pretend to know uh, to know nothing, and we uh, and we want to receive all the information from someone else instead of believing in our bodies, in our person. We have a an immense system that is against motherhood, you know, because nowadays we have to work, we have to go out, we have to do this on our own. We don't see the tribes anymore, these tribes that are represented in, our, in art where we see a lot of women taking care of one children or, or friends, uh, family. We see the grandmothers, we see the, the, the aunts. And now we don't have this. We are flying solo. So women are very scared of, of motherhood because we are alone. We're alone on this and we have a lot of pressure of doing things like the way they are telling us we have to do it. We have to do, we have to do it perfect. We have to look perfect. We have to go back to work and be perfect at work and be the CEO of a company. And then we have to come home and be a conscious parent with perfect breastfeeding, with perfect, we have to be chefs with perfect uh, menus in the house. So we have a lot of pressure and we don't believe in ourselves. And this is very hard nowadays for, for motherhood. But I do believe we have the kind of mothers that follow the instinct instead of what they are telling them to do. Mm -hmm. and, this, and this is very valuable nowadays because we, we have so many sources of information all the time telling us that we are wrong rather than right. That we, we keep thinking that everything in our motherhood, in our, in our parenthood is wrong. And we become very, very influential at it. So I believe the motherhood, the instinct of motherhood is still alive. And if and there are people that believe in surveillance, 
that they are doing it and they are doing the best because they believe in their instinct and we still see that. And this is like the purpose of us, like to make women, make mothers, make fathers, make families believe in themselves, not being influential, but by the negative ideas outside their families. Of course, we have the resources and we have the instinct, right? Of the upbringing of that connection with our children, of that connection with our bodies, right? And it seems that we have a system telling us that, well, especially for women, right? When they give birth, it's like, oh, no, maybe we'll try a C-section because it's safer, no? <laughs> or maybe we'll do an episiotomy or maybe we'll do, I don't know, something that I know that in some cases it is needed. Maybe, no, it will be what, like a 10, 12% of cases, But for the rest, like in countries like Brazil or Mexico, there's a really high, you know, C-section rate of uh, of C-sections that are not ne necessary, that, that are not needed. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brazil is number one. Then we have uh, Turkey and Mexico are like in between the, the first countries. And this is what we see, like what, what we see in common in these cultures between the system, the art, the, the perception of women per se, is that it's very influential. No? So we have, um, tell, we are telling women that they cannot do something. Mm -hmm. no? there, are, uh, there are cultures and that they, they ask too much uh, for the women. No? So it's like, you, you have to be the perfect mom, you have to be, and you don't have a support system that will make you, that will help you in the process. So the problem with this is the moment that a, a system or a medical system comes and tells them that their body is not good enough and that they cannot give birth naturally or that they need uh, a lot of help to, to get pregnant, to, to give birth, to breastfeed, then our mindset is like, we are not, we used to be good in this, but now we're not good in, in the modern world for this. So we have to follow what the medical system is telling me. Mm -hmm. Yes, and sometimes the medical system might not necessarily be focused on women, right? Sometimes it might be focused on other things, right? I don't know, things about like the doctors or things about, you know, different uh, percentages of, you know, safety or stuff like that, right? Yeah, they focus on the system. They want to make it quick. They want to make it profitable. They want to make it like insurances. Like it depends where are you giving birth, but they want to make it profitable for them, not for the, the women or the future of the country, which is the children. Of course, of course. And in your experience uh, with all that you've studied in art, what have you seen about the timeline of how motherhood or giving birth has been portrayed uh, in the arts since the 1400s and where is it today? Well, like, I think what we see all through different, different uh, times of art is like, We are talking about Baroque, we see the women per se as an object, but the mother as an activist, as a, a survival icon. And then when the photography comes in the 1820s and 1830s, we also see the women alone as an object. No? So if you go back to photography and see how it, what is the reflection of women on their own, you see like a, a sexual image probably or an stage image 
around around things. But when you see the mother, you see again this 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 image of survivance, this image of 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 development, this this image of 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 revolution. Like the 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 mother is 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 a revolution in art. Mm-hmm. And around the 1900s, at the end of the 1800s, the woman start becoming the artist, mm. right? Because before they didn't allow the woman to be the artist. Mm. So we see different paintings in at this time where we see the reflection of motherhood towards the mother, the mother's eyes. Mm-hmm. Not the painter's eyes. Like the painter uh, might be creating a fake breast around like the ideology of how the body of the woman should look or should feel. And during the 1900s, we'll see the f- reflection of the own mother. So there is a painting that I like a lot from Moristo. Mm-hmm. She's a woman. She's an art- artist. And the the name of the of the painting is Cradle, uh, mm-hmm. and in this painting you see the the her face being like uh, not perfect and sad. Mm-hmm. And for me, this was a changing point in motherhood because we we always see motherhood as an ideology of perfection, and for a lot of people, perfection in motherhood does not come immediately and postpartum can be a very, very transformative and traumatic mm-hmm. and dark and dark and lonely and sad and this hasn't changed towards time maybe before you have you couldn't talk about it and one advantage that we have nowadays is that we have help to talk about it mm-hmm. so we're talking about a painting in the 1900s where she looks sad tired next to the crib like saying, what am I doing? I don't know how to do this. And I like this change in in art. And we still see that we don't have a lot of presence about the mother in art um, in different stages, but we do see some reflection of how mothers are seeing themselves as as mothers and reflected in art. And in contemporary art, everything is changing, right? Because the women are now the artists. A lot of the women are now the artists. Some of these female artists are mothers and some are not. No. Mm-hmm. And they shout out, they are shouting the systematic injustice that we're living in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in the feminine liberation, I don't know how you feel, women are no longer objects, but maternity does not have a place in this revolution either, right? Because it's like, it's like maternity, motherhood is, is not feminist. And we, we are seeing this a lot in art. We're seeing this a lot like if you are a mother, you're not a feminist. You're not part of the revolution. So nowadays we cannot see as mothers, we don't see ourselves very reflected in art sometimes because we are no longer there. We are not longer in the paintings, maybe in the sculptures or anything. Of course, we still have like some artists that we can talk about that, that are, are making these reflections. Uh, but what we do, f- we do find in contemporary art, and this is one of the reasons that, I, because I love contemporary art, mm-hmm. 
is that it gives gives us tools for motherhood and parenthood to keep on going. <laughs> so I see art now as a potential space to modify to modify the mother kind of living, right? So we can keep having children without destroying the world. So I think it's like a space of of lecture and of claiming all the grown things that we are doing for the world that we're supposed to leave to our children. Sure. So this is one thing that I love about like contemporary art. And as much as we are not seeing the reflection directly of what motherhood is or birth or, um, or, or, um, or breastfeeding or, or children growing or whatever, we still see all these claimings that we are doing, all these protests that we are doing to keep the world alive. Of course. And I think that, well, first of all, you mentioned something really interesting that also we need more uh, female artists and more female artists that are mothers, right? Because I'm sure we will have like a different angle of what the new motherhood in this modern world means with all of the demands that we have around. And I've seen also that we're seeing more um, artists that are painting you know, births and, you know, breastfeeding. I know that we've always had that, you know, since, since, you know, since um, humans started, you know, paintings, you can see, you know, those type of, you know, um, expressions over with the, with the, you know, in Egypt. And also, you know, nowadays there's this, um, this painting, this art by Alex Gray. I don't know if you know him, but he paints, you know, with um, supposedly like under DMT, no? Or, or what does, you know, it feels like and giving birth, it has, no? You produce also DMT. And there's this, this uh, image about the birth and some people see it and see like, oh my God, that's so aggressive. And it's like, well, yeah, it's aggressive because you're not used to see that anywhere because it's kind of like banned or like, you know, breastfeeding in some countries is like banned, you know, kind of like, you know, people get offended by it. And it's, you know, the most natural thing to do, right? Is that even, even the baby crawls up to you and starts, you know, breastfeeding because he or she is hungry. But, you know, art is there as, an, as a tool to help us open and like be more open-minded and like broaden our, our perspective about birth you know it's something beautiful of course it has this aggressiveness but you know people get offended by watching it yeah every every situation that does not connect with your reality makes you uncomfortable so this is the thing about art like if you if you don't build if you don't see yourself giving birth and you see a painting about an aggressive birth mm -hmm. you're gonna be like i don't connect with this painting i don't like it It's not for me. You know? Instead of analyzing what is is it trying to 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 tell you, and you you are mentioning this artist, and what I love about art is not the own reflection of motherhood, of our own motherhood, but how does it feel to be part of motherhood? Because if we are in this planet as humans, we were born from a woman. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. That's a fact. That's a fact. So we were all there. We were all part of a birth. We were all part of the of the creation of life of of, of humanity. So in in contemporary art, we are seeing some of these reflections, not of their own experience, as you say, because he he hasn't given birth. 
obviously, but of how did it felt for his mother the day that he was born or, or other artists. There's an artist from Mexico City who's mm -hmm. called Magali Lara, who's, I'm sure she, I think she's not a mother actually. Like I, I'm pretty sure she, I don't know about her bio, but she, she does it. She's, she's reflecting everything that her mother teach her about femininity and motherhood and being a woman. And she reflects this in her paintings and, I, and it's very interesting work because it's not very obvious and some people might see that it's, she draws like a, a, a breast or a vulva or whatever and you cannot tell if it's a flower or if it's a vulva, but when you know, when you feel, when you're connected with your woman's body or when a, a, a father is connected to the reality of birth or breastfeeding, they see different images in, 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 in her art mm -hmm. and they connect to this art. And I think this is a beautiful thing about art that it maybe you decide not to be a mother and it's fine mm -hmm. or, or you can't you know, because you never know what's, Or, or it wasn't for you or whatever, but still you were born from a mother. So I think we have to, to applaud and idealize the idea that it's, it's a creation of, of humans. And we have to, instead of drawing more about war and the, and the creation of the world as a, as, as a powerful thing, coming from men, we should be idealizing the, the creation of humanity towards the, the body of, of women. Totally. And right now, you know, we're seeing kind of like this shift from, you know, more masculine values to feminine values, right? How do you think that is going to impact uh, fatherhood? Not specifically the motherhood, but fatherhood. I think fatherhood is becoming very conscious as well. I think every time we we respect uh, the creation of life, we respect its whole. And fathers come from mothers mm -hmm. as well. So when we when we respect the the mother, we teach men to respect uh, their their creator. And they become really conscious parents when they idealize and when they realize this idea. Mm -hmm. And I think we are we're looking into a different time for men in general. I, I, I do believe when we talk about feminism, we should also talk about what feminism had, has done right in, in the sense of in integrating all human beings and it, and it includes men. Of course. Yes, we, right. we need to add men into the conversation, right? We cannot keep, you know, having this feminist movements created by women for women by women, right? Eventually it gets kind of like, you know, you know, we need that holistic, you know, sense of adding, you know, males also into the conversation because it's part of it. <laughs> it's, it's part of it. And we are giving birth to men as well. Because you have boys, I have boys, we are creating men. We cannot make them aside and we cannot say that they are not part of the movement or the feminist revolution mm -hmm. because they are part of it. And I think when we talk about motherhood, we should also be talking about fatherhood. Yeah. 
Yeah, because sometimes it gets the attention more on, on motherhood. And yes, I I get it that especially at the beginning, right? It tends to go more, uh, you know, when you just had a baby, sometimes it's, you know, it's more um, demanding, right? For the woman. I, I remember when, uh, when my first kid was born, we were at the hospital and Alex, my husband, told me like, what can I help with? You know, it's like, it's like you have all the, all the antidotes, you know, like you, can yeah. look, you have the smell, you have the movement, you have everything, you know, you're coming the baby, like, let me help. What can I do? And sometimes they might feel useless, especially in those times. No. And, um, and I think that we need to also kind of like revalue, you know, fatherhood and the impact that fatherhood has in the family system. Right. Because In some countries, it could be like, oh, no, raising the children is 100%, you know, a woman's job. And, you know, she's more focused on that. And the father is focused on, you know, um, you know, work huh? and like, yeah. you know, uh, to sustain the family. But also nowadays you see more involvement of, you know, fathers in their children's lives. And you see also, you know, more paternity leaves in different countries around the world. So I just, you know, heard that in some countries there's even... 12 months of paternity leave. Yeah, it's not our reality for sure. And it's going to take a while. But it's true. We have to include everyone in the... If we, if we want equality, we have to include them, include them. And also in art. Mm -hmm. When do you see fatherhood included? Men are an ideology of fight and blood and in art they've always been the warriors and the the performers and you see them in like also in an aesthetic beautiful creatures like in the, in the um, it, it depends on the on the level like on the stage of art that we're talking but we always see them as that but we we never see them like being the the father no like the 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 protective father we we see them being the the warrior they they are super brave but they don't protect and i think if we will paint fathers nowadays at least the fathers i work with we will be painting like men doing baby wearing and men taking kids their kids to their to school and i would love to see that as well because we are We are in a stage that we have to to work as family and as community because we are so lonely already. We're talking in computers. Our our lives went digital after a pandemic. We've been segregated from everything. So we have to start talking and working as communities and normalizing what should be normal totally. and including them in paternity leaves, in and in other in other stuff as well because what is true is that also women are working more and probably sometimes they are making more money as well and they are leaving the 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 paternity part to the to the partner right or maybe they are two women or two men or whatever but we have to work as a team as an as a society totally and what you just mentioned about you know becoming more lonely you know and and this Um, lack of, you know, community or like tribe that we used to live in before. Um, I wonder, does postpartum depression always existed like this? I know that maybe sometimes it wasn't, you know, spoken as much, but when we used to live in this community or in this tribe, do you think postpartum was as present as it might be today living in these like single family units? 
think it was. I think I think the brain and the chemistry of nat- of our nature has always been there, and and depression can be something very chemi- chemical in in our body, but we don't have that, this data. Because we're talking about art reflecting the birth of Jesus, probably, or the birth of, of a prince, of, of a king. And while the mother was, was giving the breast to this, this person in specific, but we don't have much to trace how they felt. And we're talking about until the 1900s, we've seen the artists painting themselves. And you see at least this painting, you can see see her very sad mm-hmm. it's like was well, she she was happy to have the baby i'm sure like every woman is happy or i don't know the story behind this painting but we don't have the history the visual history to know what how was motherhood toward towards the mother eyes mm-hmm. because if you ask a lot of partners if their women have had postpartum depression PPD or if they feel they were feeling sad, they would say, no, I think it was normal. They were feeling fine. Right. Even if you ask your own mother, how was your, your child when she gave birth to her own child? She was fine because before we didn't talk about any of this. Mm -hmm. So I think we don't know what happened because we don't have the visual facts about what was going on. Mm-hmm. Because we don't see women painting themselves as, as 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 mothers before, and nowadays I think everybody's speaking up. Even men, a lot of the people I work with, I usually get calls from the partners telling me, "I don't think my wife is doing well. Can mm-hmm. you give us a hand? Can you connect us with with someone?" So I think we're coming back to being family. I think there was a stage in the period of life, in a long, long, long stage, that women only took care of the kids, surrounded by by a tribe, mm-hmm. and men were out fighting, or men were out working, or men were out in the fabrics work, uh, doing the uh, work, or they had to leave their countries and leave the still happens mm-hmm. and leave the family behind. But I think now we're seeing more more community, small communities, that is like a family, uh, a media, rel- um, like grandparents maybe or something. And what we are missing is the tribes of women, right? Mm-hmm. Like the big, big communities of women supporting each other. Mm-hmm. That is very needed. Totally. And you know, I've seen, you know, a few circles of women, you know, kind of like doing these retreats or these meditations or these, you know, closed groups. So, you know, women can help each other. And I can't help but ask you, um, with all the work that you've done with women, what have you seen in the relationship with women towards other women? Is there now the spirit of, you know, helping each other and working out and becoming a team? Is that the kind of like more the essence of seeing other females as a competition or something like that? What have you seen that has evolved also through the arts in how women perceive other women? I think we have everything. I've seen it, particularly in Luperca, what I've seen is, is, is the the kindness and the the kindness of women to create community. Mm-hmm. 
I, I've, I've learned that, that human beings are very kind and they can go out there and help someone they don't know mm-hmm. just because they are in the same situation. For instance, they, they feel, they both feel tired because they just became mothers and they, they support each other. Mm-hmm. And I create a lot of empathy, right? And and this, this, this being nature. empathic is the nature of women mm-hmm. at the end of the day, because we, we give life and the, the sense of empathy reflects when you are in a community and a tribe with other women. But we also see that when they don't agree, in the parenting, in the parenting decisions, we might create conflict, mm. which is normal as well. And sometimes this conflict is very sad because this is not a competition. This is not a competition of who makes things better or who does, who is perfect, the perfect mother who doesn't exist yeah. at all, mm-hmm. or who is worst. So I think what we're seeing in the dig groups between women and this is something that we have to to stop doing yeah of course we need to raise you can be there Mm -hmm. you don't have to to give your opinion Yes, of course. And we need to create these networks of support, of, you know, helping each other, because in those process of motherhood, it's when, when you are most vulnerable, right? And where you need more support and more help around you, because, you know, you're kind of like learning new things. You don't even know how to breastfeed. You don't know if it's working well or not. You know, you are, you're not sleeping well. It's kind of like overwhelming, right? Eventually, because it's also something that, no, maybe kind of like society expects that the moment that you become a mother, you will know exactly what to do. And sometimes you have that instinct, but also having that tribe helping you is going to make things easier for you. And it's going to help you transition those uh, new times and unknown times. And, you know, for some difficult times with more ease and with more support. Right. And I want to ask you, Patricia, about how can the arts help us become better and more conscious parents? How can we use these tools? Well, talking about contemporary art, because we're not going to go back to paint a Baroque painting right now of, mm-hmm. of the reflection of a woman breastfeeding, or maybe we will. I think art can help us to be more conscious about the present times of where we're living and where do we want to go. So uh, for me, conscious parenting is not just about hugging your kids when they are born. Mm-hmm. For me, conscious parenting is about uh, caring about the community, uh, the world in general, mother nature, and, and the society you live in. So when we see art, we should see, uh, learn about the messages that they are sending to us. What is going on with the world? Are we being brave enough? Are we being smart enough? Are we taking care of the world enough? For instance, now we see about uh, global warming and they blame it a lot on motherhood and parenthood, right? Because stop having children, because children uh, create um, a CO2 emission, emission, blah, blah. It's not true. It's not the fact of reproduction that creates the emission. What does is the unconscious parenting. And thinking parenting 
is just giving birth and do whatever it takes and whatever the market and the system tells you to do. So I think what we have to do is do it, do everything decision we take with the consciousness that this is not our world, that this is going to be more of their world, our children's world. And every decision we take, it has to be, uh, we have to think it about them, not about us. Okay. And even when, if, when we are not parents, we have to think about the, the, the younger generations that are coming behind us. And I think art is doing a great job in this. And we have to see art to, towards the future. Mm -hmm. See what message art is sending for a better future. Mm -hmm. Totally. And mentioning that thing about, you know, the global warming, you know, that people might be or some papers no, might show the responsibility on motherhood, you know, to stop ha having kids. I read this article that stated um, if if people didn't have kids and we continue with non-regulating, uh, you know, environmental policy, eventually we had, um, you know, these continuous emissions of CO2 and, you know, that, has, that are helping for global warming, right? Then you can see another graph that it was about uh, people that are having kids with environmental policy changes, like around the world, like governmental policy changes. And the it was drastic, the change for, towards, you know, uh, global warming. So I think, you know, I know that, you know, at some point, you know, we can think about maybe, you know, raising these children that it could, you know, uh, be complicated with resources. For example, if you're all eating tuna at the same time, of course, we can, you know, um, you know, uh, harm the oceans, right? That, you know, inside the food chain, we need tuna because there are other animals that eat tuna, for, as an example, right? Yeah. But we need to also make a statement and to start you know, um, demanding, you know, our local governments or, you know, about environmental policy changes, because over there, I think it's where actually, you know, <laughs> the magic is going to happen, you know, to help, you know, create this new world that we want to plant the new seeds, right? Because also at the same time, you know, if everybody stops having children, then eventually you will have a population that would age, Right, you will not have an economic very system. expensive, very bad for the environment too, because you are making a it's already a, a group, a sector that does not have the conscious. So what you have to do is make kids conscious about what's going on and also having more options. You're talking about probably cultures that are already working on options for birth. For instance, a hospital birth creates a huge emission. Uh, different from a home birth. Of course. So what, why are we not having more home births? Mm -hmm. Formula feeding creates a huge emission of CO2. Mm -hmm. Why are we not uh, giving more maternity leaves to mothers so they can have successful breastfeeding rates mm -hmm. in the countries? So we have, this is a systematic shout out of, Let's not stop having children. Please, let's keep having children, but let's do it conscious mm -hmm. about the world, about the environment, about the society, about the culture, about the countries we live in. We have to be very, very conscious about every decision we take and the moment we decide to have children. Of course. And what tips can you give about conscious parenting? What are things that you've seen that have worked for you, for your family, for your children, and for the Luperga community? 
I think the first thing is to believe, to believe in yourselves, to believe in your capacity to love mm -hmm. and to provide. I think this is the first thing we have to like believe in your in your humanity, in your in your in in your nature, and this will make things very easy for you. Mm -hmm. You don't need a guide. You don't need a, a book. You don't need anything. You just need to believe. Mm -hmm. mm, that's beautiful. And for example, have you been in uh, sometimes in trouble with uh, part of you know the system that might not think the same way as you do? Always <laughs> about birth, breastfeeding. I, I'm I'm always fighting because I know a lot of of mothers out there, of fathers out there, they want to do things different, but they don't allow them to do things different mm -hmm. because the system is built for them to fail mm -hmm. in the, in the homework of, of providing in the homework of, of creating life. So they tell you, you can't, they tell you, they, you are not good enough. They tell you all the time that you're doing things wrong. So I think I'm always like fighting the system because of these things, because we're not believing in the creators, in the families. Of course. And we see that message all over the place, right? You open any magazine and it's constantly the message of, I don't know, maybe you're not young enough or you're not beautiful enough or you're not, you're missing this or, or look at this. Or you're too old or you're too... It's like there's always something that is not okay with you. And I think something interesting about society is that sometimes they're putting kind of like, you know, segregated, segregated or like separated women, children and elder people. Right. Yeah. And eventually it's kind of like, okay, so just the production force is going to be men and production for what? Right. <laughs> production for content, production for books, production for art, production of, you know, sales in companies or what? And why are we, you know, segregating parts of our societies that, you know, you know, the, in some indigenous communities, the elders have a lot of wisdom and they're always looked up for advice. And it seems that in our society, it has changed into like, okay, if you're not serving for something, if you're not useful. Then yeah, if you are not like strong or out there doing stuff, you, and it's the same with women, no? Because if you are only a mother, you're a failure. Mm -hmm. You cannot choose just to be a mother. Or if you are only this, uh, if you only work and you, you decide not to be a mother, you're also a failure. Yes, and that is interesting because also, right, when you try to do both, you might sometimes feel that you're a failure at both. So yeah. It's kind of like if it's never enough, if it's never enough, and if and if it's constantly, you know, women put us if they're enough or not enough, or a failure or a success, depending on outside achievements, either that has to do with work or not work or doing both, instead of like the essence of who women are. Yeah, and that, like... When we are not in the workforce, I can bet that any stay-at-home mom is learning so much every day, like any CEO or, <laughs> or person out there. So I think every job has a very important role. And we also have to recognize that, that motherhood and fatherhood, because it's a job And you are learning a lot because you're not only working for yourself, you're doing, doing it for someone else. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yes. That's very interesting because constantly we're seeing that message all over again, that it's, that it's, that women are not feeling comfortable with, right. 
you just pinpointed about not if you're not working, but if you're working, but if you're doing both. And it's like, you know, leave women alone. <laughs> Let them do what yeah, leave society <laughs> alone. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Hi, Patricia. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this knowledge. It is wonderful. I would like to close with a few um, questions that I would like to um, ask you. Ideally, it would be kind of like to have a short answer, the first answer that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. What is art for you? Art is a, is a perception of history and of what we are um, reflected in a canvas or in a sculpture or in an installation. Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite author? For art, books. <laughs> One of your favorite authors. Oof, that's a hard, that's a difficult one. Uh, I will give it to a contemporary artist now, Laure Proubost, <laughs> because she, she makes a lot of sculptures about breastfeeding. Okay, amazing. An advice that changed your life? Follow your instinct. The best quality in humans? Love. A book that you recommend? A book that I recommend. Um, which one? Uh, in English. Mm, because I have not read anything in English lately. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay, in Spanish, I would say Catedrales, and I forgot the name of the author right now. Let me check. Uh, it's called Piñeiro, Claudia Piñeiro. What feeds your soul? My children. The most pressing issue for humanity. The most what, sorry? Pressing issue for humanity. Pressing issue for humanity? Yeah, kind of like the, one of the most important issues for humanity. Hate. If humans can agree on this, you will be very happy. Compassion. What would you like to scream to the whole world? Be smart, be independent. Don't follow the masses. Follow your own God. The last one. What is it that you have lived that no one could miss experiencing it? Seeing a woman give birth. Mm. <laughs> That's beautiful, no? How, like, the, the, the strength, the... Tell us about it. It's... I think it's, it's the strongest thing that you can perceive. And it's... Um, It has a very thin line between between death and life mm -hmm. because it's so powerful and it can be so scary that it, it's like this the little line that divides death from life. So I think it's it's a very powerful experience. If you can experience it, if you can go if you don't want to be a mom, go with a friend, see a video, but try to live live it life. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, to have that experience. Amazing, Patricia. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your background, your experience with us, with the Luan community. It was a pleasure to have you here in the Luan podcast. Thank you. Want to keep the conversation going? Luan, the world's first emotional museum, designed a global online experience to inspire and explore. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Telegram, and visit our site at luanmuseum.com to engage creatively.